About an hour up the Ohio River from Cincinnati, you'll find the Rosemary Clooney House in Augusta, Kentucky. The singer and actress who grew up in nearby Maysville loved to get away from Hollywood to her home overlooking the Ohio River in Augusta. After she died in 2002, the house was bought by Steve and Heather French Henry, and they turned it into the Rosemary Clooney Museum. Heather, who grew up in Augusta, was Miss America in 2000. She's a graduate of UC's DAP program, a veteran affairs advocate and author, and she's on the line from her home in Kentucky. Heather, welcome to Around Cincinnati. Oh, thank you. Well, it's sort of great to be home via computer. <laughs> it, it is what it is. I drove down there Saturday, and I was impressed at how the collection had grown since my last visit. So I want to start by having you tell about what's in the museum and some of the things in there. You know, it's interesting. You had sent me a picture from our very first opening, our grand opening, where we were doing the ribbon cutting. And Steve and I often regard those days as a very special moment. But when we look at the collection, and of course, we thought we had a lot, right? I mean, we had the of all things, we had the original blue fan from the sisters number among some other things that Paramount Studios had partnered with us on. And then, you know, you fast forward to today in 2020, we have substantially more, uh, so much more and so much so that we can't even show it all. In fact, we've got the horse-drawn sleigh from the end of the movie that we purchased from a collector out in the uh, Northwest. And obviously there is no room in Rosemary's house for horse-drawn sleigh. But that's where when we're able to partner with other museums and they are able to reimagine the collection in a much larger space, they're able to show off some of those amenities. So I'll go over a little bit for your listeners about what we've got in the museum. Of course, some of the favorite items in the museum are going to be the sisters' dresses. So yes, we do have uh, not only one of the original fans from the sisters' number, but we also have Vera Ellen's dress and Rosemary Clooney's dress. Now, what's interesting about these costumes from all of the movies that we have acquired over the years for the museum is they all have a very different journey. So Paramount Studios, like many other studios over the years, sometimes either sells off lots of costumes or things just happen to sort of walk away from the studios and wind up in collectors' hands. And so piecing together this collection is a very unique story in and of itself. So Vera Ellens came to us from some collectors in Texas, and it was one of their prized possessions. And it came to us in a very interesting condition. So the bottom of the dress was in mint condition, but the top had actually been altered. And we're still not sure why or when it was altered. We do know that a lot of movies back then used to use and reuse and recycle costumes periodically, um, but it had been cut off into a sweetheart strapless neckline. And for those of you who are really experts in White Christmas, you'll know that the sister's number, it's a very high neck, three-quarter length sleeve. Bodice is all covered with this beautiful lace. And so we actually got a costume designer at Paramount, uh, Betsy Potter, who's amazing, who recreated and restored the top of that. And if you go see it in the museum, you won't be able to tell. She did a masterful job. So she was able to restore it back to its original condition. And then Rosemary's actually, interestingly enough, we found on eBay under Vintage 50s Party Dress. We have a lot of people and a wonderful historian, Kathy Brown, who helps us to uh, search for items. Uh, we have friends who peruse the internet all the time, certainly. And she actually found that. And it was not being advertised as a white Christmas piece, although it was noted in its descriptions being Rosemary's. And anytime that we find articles 
that are not within Paramount Studios, we always make sure to get them to authenticate it. Now, a lot of movie costumes, especially in that day, will have a studio tag in it that will have the actor or actress's names handwritten. And of course, all of these do have Clooney or have the name of the actor or actress that's associated with that costume. Rosemary's was actually in interesting condition. It had been significantly faded. Um, It had been in a store window, we understand, for some time. And the top, though, was in great condition as far as its structure, and it was intact. The skirt had been significantly altered, and so we had to have that restored. So, you know, when you deal with old costumes and historic paraphernalia, there is a couple schools of thought. You either are preserving it as it is, or you're restoring it to what it once was. And for us, for these costumes, they're most known for being in these movies associated with Rosemary. So restoration to us is sort of the order of the day. And we do that in the utmost professional way. So that's probably the favorite of all the White Christmas collection. But then you move to one of my favorite scenes, which is called Love, You Didn't Do Right By Me, right? The Carousel Club. With the sequence, those silver gloves, right? Yes, well, they are ivory gloves. They're an ivory glove that have pave rhinestones all over them. They are elbow-length gloves. And she wears this beautiful black velvet dress. And no, unfortunately, we don't have that one in the museum. Um, We get asked that one a lot. But we are searching for it, no doubt. The gloves are funny because they are beautiful. But when George Shakiris, who most people will know as the really handsome dancer. Now, there were a lot of handsome dancers in White Christmas, but George Shakiris then went on to later win an Oscar for West Side Story. And he danced in that scene, Love You Didn't Do Right By Me, with Rosemary very closely. She laid her hands on her shoulder. And he said during that scene, she used to get so frustrated because those gloves, because they were pave rhinestones, they had teeth, right, that come through the material that hold the rhinestone on. And they would catch on everything. They would catch on each other, her fingers. So when you watch this movie again, you'll never watch it the same. Watch how careful she is with her hands and her placement. Um, He just said, you know, every time she moved, she felt like her fingers were sticking together. And so she was very careful in the filming of how she moved her hands. But we do have those gloves. They are beautiful. And no, I have not tried those on. But then we also go to some of the other co-stars uh, being Crosby's military uniform from the end of the movie. General Waverly, played by Dean Jaggers. Again, Vera Ellen. We've got a beautiful dance costume from the minstrel number called Mandy. And it is exquisite. In fact, there's a funny story that Lee Merriweather, my Miss America sister, who was Catwoman, of course, you all probably most know her as, She and her daughter helped us acquire that because the auction was going on in California and we were back in Kentucky on the phone. And so they made sure that we were going to get that item, which was really cool. And you've got the cake. Is that a replica or is it is, the it is a prop? replica? Yeah, you know, I'm not quite sure a cake probably <laughs> would last that long, although they do use a very interesting icing mix. But we have had the great privilege when we've partnered with several of the museums that host the collection during the holiday seasons. They will create or recreate different scenes from the movie. And so a lot of times after the exhibit closes, they will give us those items. And so we are privileged now. I think we have two cakes 
one from a conference and then one from one of the museums. So that's a lot of fun and people do. It's very interesting when they come into the museum and see that they're like, is that the original? So there's really only two pieces of the entire collection. Of course, there's even much more than I've talked about. There's really only two pieces that are not original from the movie that are recreations. One is the cake and the other is the red white Christmas dress. And that actually was made for me by my mother for an appearance about three months before we actually purchased the museum. That really was how the entire collection came together was because of that dress and me searching for the pattern or a picture or a sketch of how that dress was put together. So you grew up in Augusta and I guess Rosemary, the the house was built in like 1840, but she bought it in 1980. Correct. It needed a lot of work. And I'm told that Nina Clooney, who's the mother of George, wife of Nick, who lives down there, she was involved with helping remodel it or restore it. Well, when Rosemary purchased it, it literally had a sign on it basically saying it was uninhabitable. It had fallen into some disrepair. And so Nina, with all her craftiness, she's a pretty wonderfully talented woman in and of her own right. She helped to restore that home so Rosemary could live there. What's great about Augusta and why Rosemary really loved it, not only because Nick and Nina and George and Ada were there and she wanted to be close to them, but she loved the Ohio River Valley. She loved being close to the water. She and I both had an affinity for really never forgetting where we came from. In fact, she was the second phone call I received after winning Miss America. I was in my suite in New York um, because when you win, you don't go home. You're instantly put on the road. And so I was in New York to do some of my media and my traveling companion came into my room and she said, Heather, there you'll never guess who's on the phone for you. And I was like, well, who? You know, after winning Miss America, who? It could be, yeah, President of the United States, who knows? And she goes, Rosemary Clooney. And I just, my jaw dropped. She gave me so much great advice. She knew what it was like to go from being a small town girl to being put on a whirlwind tour going 60,000 miles an hour. But the one thing that she implored of me was to never forget where I came from. And she was such a great Kentucky advocate, a great Augusta and Maysville advocate. She and I did kind of the opposite. I was born in Augusta. My great-great-great-grandfather back in 17, I think, 96, founded Augusta with a couple other gentlemen. And then we moved to Maysville, and that's where I finished high school at Mason County High School. She actually was from Maysville, and then later when she purchased the home, moved to Augusta. But that whole area is so rich, not only in Kentucky history, but that Ohio River just has something magical about it. And to be situated right there, she used to love to sit at her bedroom window and look out at the river. And it really was a place of peace for her, like it is for me. So why did you buy the house? And you could have put made it a bed and breakfast. You could have made it your summer home like she did. Why a museum? Well, actually, when she first passed away, Steve and I had a lot of conversation about, you know, what are some great proper ways to honor Rosemary? Um, at the time, there was a small street in Maysville and then also a clock tower in Augusta, which is beautiful. And the city did a great job with that. But when Monsita, her daughter, called us and really gave us really the idea, hey, would you like to purchase the home? We sort of jumped on it. And to be quite honest, I had first envisioned it as a sort of a second home for us to be back in Augusta right on the river because I've always wanted to get back home, no doubt. And this project has become, I guess, what we call and refer to as passion projects now, right? where it takes a life of its own. So 
I had just done this show where I had to call Paramount to find out information about this red dress because the producer wanted me in Rosemary's red dress. We became friends with a person at Paramount Studios who was trying to help us locate anything from White Christmas. And even they at the time didn't have any information about White Christmas or any of their articles that they might have on the premises. And so then a few months later, we purchased the home and I call him back. And then all of a sudden, he starts searching through every closet, every box. And that's when he found the blue White Christmas fan. And that just started the whole thing. And initially, we thought, oh, this is great. We'll have one or two items. We'll open it up during the holidays or during one of the many festivals that Augusta is known for right on the river. And people can come in and we'll just show it off. Well, then one thing led to the next. And it just... It is what it is today. So this project was meant to happen. And so we have just been running to keep up. And people from all over the world come to visit the museum in Augusta. And we're really thrilled that when people come in, you know, they start singing songs from White Christmas. They know some of her other movies, Here Come the Girls, which she co-starred with Arlene Dahl and Bob Hope. I mean, Red Garters. I mean, she just had such a great career. And this was our chance to really show Kentucky's favorite daughter, how much we truly appreciated her. What's your favorite item in the museum? My favorite item in the museum? You know, I must say that the gloves from Love You Didn't Do Right by Me. You know, a little bit of glitter goes a long way for me. And when you look at those gloves and you think about that song, I was able to perform that song in Miss Kentucky a few years ago. It really is one of my favorite pieces from the entire movie, but really White Christmas in and of itself. So for all those who've served in our military out there who might listen to this, I want them to know how much we certainly appreciate their sacrifice and service. And White Christmas really is all about paying homage to General Waverly. It is a World War II fandom sort of movie. I mean, this whole movie premises is about thanking him for his service and showing him he's appreciated and it's something we need to do every day. So, you know, the gloves and the meaning of the movie are two of my favorite things. I'm one of those that watch it every year too. Our family gets together and watch it. It's a big hit. I think the coolest thing is a side-by-side Time Magazine covers Rosemary from the 50s, George Clooney from the 1990s of both Time and TV Guide. I just thought that was a nice way to tie two people. Of course, George didn't was born in Lexington, but went to high school and grew up most in Augusta. Right. I've been speaking with Heather French-Henry, owner of the Rosemary Clooney House Museum in Augusta. Heather, thanks for joining us tonight. Well, it's great to be with you. Thank you so much. The Rosemary Clooney House is open during COVID-19 from 11 to 3 on Thursday through Saturday. Masks must be worn. Visitors are encouraged to call ahead and make a reservation to control the occupancy at one time. You'll find a link to the Rosemary Clooney House at our website, wvxu.org. For Around Cincinnati, one last time, I'm John Keyswitter. And thanks, Lee, for letting me be part of the show. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas With every Christmas card I write May your day